Welcome to the Sooners Extra Podcast, brought to you by Zaxby's, taking chicken to a whole new level of flavor. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Aber, here with uh, columnist Barry Trammell and making her Sooners Extra debut. Debut? OU, fellow OU beat writer, Abby Bitterman. Oh, I didn't know this was the debut. I guess it makes sense. Yep. You may so, have heard me on the high school sports podcast, but this is my big move. Second second day on the on the beat, so I guess it makes some sense. Okay, okay. Well, welcome aboard, Abby Road. Abby is new to the Sooners Extra podcast, new to the Oklahomans OU coverage, but she is uh, new to neither the OUB or the Oklahoman. As Abby, tell us a little bit about your background. Yes, I covered OU softball and football for two seasons for uh, the OU Daily, the independent student newspaper of the University of Oklahoma. (laughs) Um, And then I also interned at the Oklahoman after my sophomore year, I believe, on the business desk. Working with Don Mecoy over there. (laughs) Yep. Right? What summer was that? 2017. 2017. All right. Well, that's good. Was it? I don't know. That's why I asked. <laughs> I think. All right, now, here's a question I got. You're from uh, suburban Chicago. Yes, Elmwood Park. How'd you get to OU? Elmwood I, Park to, uh, to OU. How's that, how's that work out? I um, wanted to major in meteorology when I was like a junior in high school, and my dad <laughs> well, was like... It's enough said. Yeah. You asked and answered. <laughs> well, but my, my dad was like, you have to go look at the University of Oklahoma then. And my first thought was like... I'm not going to go to school in Oklahoma, <laughs> but I really liked it. So, right, and we got the weather and yeah. the weather center. Yes, and the meteorology yeah, I mean, school. If you're the gonna, big, the if, big things you need if you want to study yeah, meteorology. Yeah, if, if you want to be a meteorologist, uh, this is it. Know, there's a few places that if you want to be a, a I, I want to don't want to offend anybody here, but you want to be a, a journalist, you go to Northwestern or Syracuse or Missouri. You've offended uh, me. You can't. Well, no, <laughs> You've offended I me. I, I'm I was, offended. I, no, I, I, I'm, I am know, offended. I was going to add this. My offense is very high. None of the three of us went to any of those schools. Would have been a uh, lot closer if I had gone to Northwestern, but... Yeah, or Missouri. It, or, or yeah. Missouri. I actually, you'd be a lot more pompous if you'd gone to either one of those. I actually <laughs> also... I was actually waiting for that line. Particularly uh, Mizzou. From, from somebody. On the same trip that but, I visited Oklahoma, I also visited Missouri for meteorology. Their meteorology school is a lot less impressive. So, is it, Abby, it is. Uh, so why journalism instead of meteorology? Um, I... Well, I only studied meteorology for about a semester and realized it was not what I wanted to do. And then I remembered that before I decided I wanted to be a meteorologist, I wanted to work for Rolling Stone and cover music festivals. And so I was like, well, that's journalism. And that's all the reasons I didn't like meteorology were that like you never talked to, if you did like research, which is what I wanted to do, you didn't ever really like talk to people and you just stared at your computer all day. And So you just, you wanted to be Cameron Crowe, is that what you're saying abby has no clue who i'm talking about (laughs) i get some references i don't get them all Um, go go watch almost famous okay Uh, oh my dad's gonna be upset all right now so okay so you come to oklahoma you you visited ou yes and you liked it you came and then you got here as a student what'd you like about it after you started living here um 
OU or Oklahoma? Both. Um, well, I made a bunch of. Fr- I joined a sorority and I made a bunch of friends. We hired a sorority um, girl, Bobby. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I was not. I, I was not informed of this development. For crying out loud! Yes, I'm learning <laughs> stuff on this podcast. I did not know. <laughs> Yeah, um, generally, we like to at least have a sense of the answers to the questions, but not surprise. in this case. But anyway, so you start, you liked it. Yep. Um, I just, I liked, oh, a thing I really like about OU's campus is how, like, compact it is, so it was really easy to, like, walk to places. Um, and then Oklahoma, um, you know, Norman and Oklahoma City just were a lot different than I expected them to be. Uh, lots of stuff to do, lots of fun places to go. So, yeah, I don't know. It was... Very different from uh, Chicago and Elmwood Park, but uh, a good different. Well, good. Well, we're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. Yes, we are. Thank you. Let's uh, jump into a little bit of uh, rewind off of what we saw on Saturday between uh, Oklahoma and West Virginia. And in the the second and third segment, we'll talk a little bit about the 2020 schedule and OU's uh, game against Kansas State that's coming up. But – Barry, thinking about this uh, three days later, what's your main takeaway from what Oklahoma did uh, on Saturday down in Norman? Oh, to be honest with you, I thought the Sooner Schooner stole the show <laughs> with the tip over. You know, you come away. You know, the, the only turn, the only turnover we saw was was <laughs> uh, by the Schooner. You know, Alex Grinch wants all those takeaways, but the only thing that that flipped was uh, was the wagon. Um, West Virginia's not real good, so it was a it was expected to be dominant. It was. Uh, Jalen Hurts was very uh, on one incompletion all day. Um, the defense for two weeks in a row. Here's one. Here's maybe most relevant takeaway. Second week in a row, the defense played excellent. And. Everybody, negatively, they only talk about these lack of takeaways. But to me, the one negative I say about the OU defense is for two straight weeks now, anytime the opponent has had a chance to score, like cross the 40, it's scored. Um, now, they they put the hammer on them yeah. and not let them cross you know, into midfield or in past right. the 40 much. But when they have, they scored. Texas had 310 yards and 27 points. That's not really – congruent yeah. West Virginia had 286 yards was it and only 14 points but 14 in the first half without really a chance at you know the Sooners did get that fourth down stop but it's only because the old guy <laughs> dropped the swing pass when he's wide open and could have walked into the end zone yeah so I'm, I'm very pleased with the defense's progress but they don't bend much but when they bend they break I guess is the best way I can say it yeah on, on the other side, though, um, we see the the and the other side being the positive side about the defense. We saw John Michael Terry went down with an injury. We find out this week that it's season ending. Um, that was a spot where Oklahoma has been really good at that position. It hasn't uh, meant as much this year, I think, as it has. Uh, you know, really going back to to Eric Stryker, but. Barry, it's that's such a show of the depth that Alex Grinch has built up with guys who were available last year uh, to to Mike Stoops and, and that defense. 
and those guys weren't able to do anything. But John Michael Terry gets hurt. Nick Benito steps in. He made uh, a big play against Texas. Uh, played pretty well, I thought, Saturday, except for had, had one pretty obvious missed tackle. Um, David Aguegbu has, has played a lot uh, this season to this point. You figure Benito and Aguegbu are going to be uh, sharing the majority of those reps over there the rest of the way, maybe with some Mark Jackson mixed in there, although we'll see about that. But that's such an illustration of the depth that Alex Grinch has, has tried to build on that side of the ball. Well, and, you know, we see where – Parnell Motley didn't even start. I guess he missed a meeting or, or late to a meeting. Two minutes late to a meeting is what I heard. Didn't didn't start Saturday. And didn't really matter. Nobody really cared because Jaden Davis is good enough. He just goes in and plays and you don't miss a beat. So it is remarkable how, how many solid players they have compared to last year. And it shows you what a culture change can, can bring. Um, it was clear midseason last year that OU needed to change. Um, whether you liked Mike Stoops or not, it was time for a change. And we knew it at the time. We knew it by the season's end with interim DC, Ruffin McNeil. We really know it now, though. Yeah, I after mean, seeing at, what Alex Grinch has done. At this point, there's no arguing amongst the sane right. <laughs> that it was not the correct move. Right. That's right. That's right. So it's gone great. And, you know, when you're when you are uh, nitpicking at a defense giving up 14 <laughs> points in a uh, in a 21st century football game you're really nitpicking so it's it's gone great and i expect them to you know pretty well hold down kansas state on saturday yeah i mean you would think so we'll get a little bit more into that game later abby real quick uh you weren't at the game you were at another college football game in another state in another conference yes i was at um auburn's game at arkansas because I have a cousin who goes to Arkansas, and my family all just went to visit so him. So your, your cousin but, goes to Arkansas, you were in Fayetteville, and yet you termed it Auburn's game at Arkansas. I was just starting with the away team. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's that's really what it turned out to be. I mean, it Arkan, Arkansas's offense just couldn't do anything. For a while, their defense had all, held off Auburn pretty good, but in the fourth quarter, Auburn kind of just went ran away with it but uh i did get to see live that um fake punt that got <laughs> oh, intercepted gosh. which was might have been the most uh well the oh, the man. two most talked about things as far as like twitter uh short video clips or or uh gifs and i will go to my grave saying it's pronounced gif not i agree GIF. okay uh, thank you tell jason kersey that tonight when we see him um but Across college football, the two things that were most talked about this weekend were uh, the Sooner Schooners' uh, upheaval on Saturday and uh, Arkansas's abysmal fake punt attempt. And I think they happened like five or ten minutes apart from each other because that happened, and it was all over Twitter. And then um, I couldn't, I didn't, I never saw it again after the schooner <laughs> tipped over. My cousin Hank was was a little bit, I think, happy that the that the schooner tipped over only because he didn't have to see as much content about how bad Arkansas is. <laughs> what was the Barry. stadium? What happened to the stadium when they when they did that fake punt and sort of pushed the ball like he's six like years a, old? It was a chess pass. Yeah, he's it trying like. to it looked like a six-year-old trying to shoot a basket. Yeah. I think that people, like, people kind of almost couldn't believe that they just watched that happen. Um they were it was yeah 
and then they were upset. And th- yeah, I think I mean, that was a just um, my cousin and my uncle described it as just like another like sinking realization of how bad that well, team and is. Well, that's, that's a second season in a row where the the worst special teams play you've seen of the yeah. year happens in Fayetteville. With that North the Texas Hogs. game last year? Yeah. yeah. My aunt was at that game um, against uh, UNT, and she has a lot of thoughts about <laughs> that. But this is the Sooners Extra podcast, not the Razorbacks Extra podcast. Well, okay, all right. Well, then, in keeping in that, West Virginia had a nice fake punt against the Sooners. They did. That, that worked well. Yeah. Anytime they, that West Virginia punted, interesting things happen. We had the fake by the Mountaineers. We had the block by the Sooners. Well, and there's the near block uh, the near before block. that. That's right. So they they got to him. You know, I was actually just watching the the actual block. It's still incredible to me how free Braden Willis got on that. I don't know if you've rewatched it or whatever. Just he to, basically, they up. yeah, but just to bust went straight up the middle. Yeah, bust by the no, Mountaineers. Bust, I say, uh, bust. No way around that. But we're going to take a, a break right there. Be back to talk a little bit of 2020 scheduling news and and, uh, preview Oklahoma, Kansas State. I'm your host, Ryan Aber, alongside Barry Trammell and Abby Bitterman from the Oklahoman. And this is the Sooners Extra Podcast presented by Zaxby's. Welcome back to the Sooners Extra Podcast, presented by Zaxby's, taking chicken to a whole new level of flavor. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. And, uh, uh, Abby, we got a chance to see Oklahoma's 2020 schedule uh, Tuesday morning when the Big 12 announced uh, announced the conference schedule. What, what stood out to you about what you uh, see there? Well, I mean, a lot of people have been talking about um, Bedlam being in October, but I think the thing that stood out to me the most uh, is just how front-loaded it is. I mean... Yeah, it's completely opposite of this schedule this year. Yeah, like, Baylor is the first uh, conference game, and then Texas, and then... And I mean, you end the season with Kansas State, Kansas, and Texas Tech. That's actually, I think, almost exactly opposite of what it is this year, but um, no, it's just... A lot of challenge. What look to be a lot of challenges for the Sooners, um, in a lot of different ways, uh, much earlier in the season, and then kind of a, I don't know, maybe like a nice like coast into the end. I don't. Yeah, it's it's a different look. October is the big month for the Sooners next year, as opposed to November, which is the case this year when they face Iowa State, Baylor, Oklahoma State there at the end, and obviously have TCU thrown in there. Uh, Barry, I know uh, this was sort of surprising to see Bedlam where it is uh, next year, October 24th. It's been a long time since it's been that early. Yeah, I don't understand it. Somebody explain it to me, please. Well, I, I, I think there's a few people in Norman who are in your shoes. Well, as, as I mean, I've talked to some people. Here's today. the deal we have a model for this. We got a model. The SEC and the ACC, they play their. Their rival in-state games on Thanksgiving weekend. It makes yeah. it easier on everybody. Nobody's traveling long distances on Thanksgiving. Yeah, when you talk about Auburn, Alabama, Clemson, South Carolina, Ole Georgia, Miss, Georgia Tech, the Egg, Bowl, the Egg Bowl, the Egg Bowl, Virginia, Virginia Tech, South Carolina, Clemson, uh, Florida, Florida State, Texas, Lo- Texas A and M. Oh, never mind. Well, yeah, that <laughs> one that would be though if they if they played. So 
I don't know why they have to when they have to monkey with it. I assume it's for tele. I assume television is is trying to jerry rig it, but I don't like it. I don't like it one. Well, day. I mean, I don't know why TV wouldn't want. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of big games that Thanksgiving weekend, but you've also got two days you can spread them out on. You can spread them out over Friday and Saturday. And right now, Oklahoma's game is scheduled for November 28th at Texas Tech. But the Big 12 did say that two of those games on that weekend are going to be moved uh, to Saturday. Just a a strange, strange deal. And I know there's a lot of folks in Norman who aren't too thrilled about it. Um, and I'm talking about the folks, you know, on campus uh, there uh, and not just because of how early it is yes that's an issue they'd love to have it later in the season but because they're going to play their two biggest rivalry games here in a span of uh, three weeks with uh, Texas and then two weeks later Oklahoma State yeah and, and well the whole month of October or, is or 15 days uh, yeah as Abby Rhodes said it, the whole uh, the whole month of October is rough <laughs> when you're talking about Baylor Texas Iowa State OSU and at TCU um who knows what the league's going to look like, but it certainly looks like Baylor's a pretty big load in the coming years. Yeah, unless got, Matt Rule takes off for the NFL. Well, and even if he doesn't, he's leaving behind a pretty good <laughs> – yeah. next year it looks like a pretty good stable. Yeah, so, because these are a lot of younger guys. Yeah, but. so you go to Waco, and then you got Dallas, and then, you know, Iowa State at – you know, at, at uh, I mean, you don't yeah. go to Waco. It's Baylor yeah, and Norman, but then Texas at Ames, and then, and then Bedlam, and then at TCU – so that's you know, that's a rough stretch for the Sooners, and I think they would prefer to get some of that pushed back in November. Also, they love to talk about championship November so much. It's been <laughs> such a focus for the last couple of years that, I mean, I guess you, as as you strive toward championships, you still got to play the month of November. But yeah, I mean, the championship October like- seems like more the thing next season. Yeah, so Abby's already uh, come up with the story idea and a headline for us uh, for next year. I, I do that? what I can. <laughs> Championship October. No. Well, yeah. So we're we're uh, talking about baseball all of a sudden. Let's go back to football. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's a disappointment to me that they don't make. You know, there's there have been times when the fans and some people on campus in Norman didn't want to didn't want to solidify bedlam on thanksgiving weekend i think it was mostly they didn't want to give credence to the rivalry but those days are in the past yeah especially the last decade with osu you know over the 10 years have the second best record in the big 12 and you know losing nebraska as a traditional rival and seeing other people around the nation, you mentioned Texas, Texas A&M, Missouri, Kansas is another, have lost their traditional rival. Although, we're going to go off a tangent. Barry, did you see yeah, that they're playing basketball. Missouri, Kansas they're are going to play they're basketball? They're going to play basketball, yeah, they're going to play basketball. But they still aren't playing football. And I think, I think people at both schools have come to realize, you know what, rivalries are good for, for us and for fans and for – uh, players and ever good for everybody. So let's embrace rivalries. Let's not cut them down. And I think both schools have come to think, you know, let's just this is a great rivalry. Let's play it on Thanksgiving weekend. And now the Big Twelve stuck its thumb in the soup and and has messed it all up. 
Yeah, there there'd been some talk, uh, Barry, a few years ago when the Big Twelve Championship game was implemented again, that maybe that would would force this game to be moved off the end. It actually was it moved off the end once or right before the championship game. Oh, you played TCU. Right, uh, right to end. Right, it. it hasn't. It hasn't always been Thanksgiving weekend in the last ten years. A couple times it has been moved to. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think because th- the thinking there was you don't want them to, you don't want OU and OSU to just play twice play, back to back, yeah. which hasn't happened at this point. But here, I mean, it's going to happen. But you don't got to move it all the way point. to October. <laughs> right. You, there's there's five games after. It's the first half of the Big Twelve schedule for them. Um, Abby, we knew the non-conference schedule before, but still interesting to see that. Missouri State, Tennessee at Army uh, to begin with. Obviously, uh, those last two, Tennessee and at Army, uh, are going to be interesting. I think it's good for OU, though, that uh, they they will have had two weeks to prepare for Army just because of how unique the Black Knights offense is. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, to go back to how busy October is going to be, but like, like you're right – because of the uniqueness of Army's offense, it's nice to have that extra time to prepare. But I feel like if I were the Sooners, I'd almost want to have it right after Army. Well, right after Army, right after Baylor, because they have nine straight games after uh, you know after that Army. So Big Twelve schedule is straight through. No uh, no breathers after uh, after getting that September nineteenth bye week. Yeah, it's and this is a this is a strange season. This 2019, in which we have an extra week in the year, which so everybody thank, thankfully we do this year. Yeah, so yeah. everybody's getting everybody has two buys, only one next year. They both come early for both schools in September, so you play straight yeah, w- through. When is uh, OSU's? OSU's the day uh, 26th of September. Day OSU. Okay, OU plays day Army. OU plays at Army. Yeah. So so it's a that's a case of it's it's going to be tight. Uh, once you start the conference play, there's no there's no days off, um, and that's because the schedule is more traditional in terms of it's not it's well, well I mean it's 13 weeks instead of 14 yeah. before December before December. And Barry, we'll have plenty of time to talk about this, and we will. But uh, I'm really looking forward to that September 26th trip. Um, yeah, at as, Army, yeah, as it's be just fantastic. a guy who appreciates the history of the college fo- of the game. Um, the history of West Point and everything else, and this is something I've talked to Joe. It seems like every time I talk to Joe Castiglione about, it, I make sure like that game's going to be on campus, right? We're still gonna, you're still going to play that at Army. Uh, confirmed it finally. Uh, what a few months ago when I finally uh, was yeah. able to, to write that. But fingers been, crossed. Oh, fingers we'll crossed. Fingers crossed. I hope it. I hope that stays. I haven't talked to Joe about it since. I asked him then, not long ago. It was still holding that they're not going to start the renovations to Mikey Stadium until after that season. So we'll see. You know, maybe if you're only going to have one bye week and it's going to come bet- after the second week, maybe you want to have a light November. Maybe it works <laughs> out all right that way. I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. I mean, it's a good point. I don't have a problem with the lopsidedness other than bedlam being off of thanksgiving weekend i mean i it's all the same to me but i do think your in-state your in-state rivals ought to be playing on thanksgiving weekend just makes it easier on everybody that's my argument makes yeah, it easier I mean, on students right. on fans on us on media on players on everybody 
Yeah, I mean, just traveling over Thanksgiving, and heck, we had to experience this last year. Well, that's uh, right. That's exactly right. Uh, Abby was there. Barry kind was of. there. Oh yeah, kind of. I forgot about that. Oh, that you, was, you were sick. I got you were with really us. sick in Pittsburgh. You were with us for Thanksgiving. You did not leave. You did not leave Pittsburgh. That's Correct. right. I got left back at the hotel. But yeah. you got to join us for Thanksgiving dinner, right? Yes. And we all ate the same thing, so I don't know well, what Well, yeah, happened. we ate the th- same thing. I think it all it started was... with the all-nighter I pulled to write my capstone paper a few yeah, days before. No, that doesn't help. My that first and help. only all-nighter in college. Yeah, see, don't know Ab- how I Abby's trying to blame the restaurant that I picked uh, for, for her downfall. But I, everybody ate the same thing. I so. think it was my own procrastination that did me in, to be honest. All right, well, we're going to take a break there. We're going to come back and talk some uh, OU Kansas State football. Uh, Look at the rest of the season for the Sooners. Don't forget to shoot us a review at the Apple Store in the Google Podcasts app. We sure do appreciate it. And thanks for tuning in each week. This is the Sooners Extra Podcast presented by Zaxby's. Welcome back to the Sooners Extra Podcast, brought to you by Zaxby's, taking chicken to a whole new level of flavor. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. We've talked a lot about, uh, last week, we've talked a lot about uh, welcoming Abby Bitterman to the beat. We've talked a lot about 2020. Now let's talk about this upcoming week when OU faces Kansas State and uh, Abby it's been a weird place for the Sooners uh, the last couple times that they've been. It sure has. I remember two years ago, um, first of all, a weird weather game. Uh, well, I think there might have been a delay even, but a lot of rain that time. And um, also the Sooners were down. They were, I think they were ranked ninth, and they were down by— They were by, ranked ninth. They were down by 11 at halftime, and Lincoln Riley had to give a, a, a like what sounded like a rousing speech in the locker room to— to get them to rally back and win but then four years ago i think that was the game where they were kind of stranded in the airport for a while yeah a while long 10 11 hours yeah had to go out and get uh all the fast food that they could get uh i think a lot of a lot of uh a lot of chicken fingers were consumed a lot of hamburgers a lot of uh you know everything that Tiffany Bird generally doesn't allow. Uh, <laughs> That's but, right. But they did it, and then they went out and just absolutely pummeled the Wildcats. I think it was fifty-five. Well, then maybe zip, maybe it? Tiffany Bird should allow more. <laughs> maybe she should. Yes, it, it was fifty. It was fifty-five zip. It was uh, thirty-five w- to nothing at halftime. And that was the week after. Oh, you had just lost to Texas, right? Uh, I think they're coming off that loss to Texas, twenty four seventeen. Case and that, that was a shaky spot in the season. And yeah, you didn't know which way Oklahoma was going to go. Turns out they beat K State by fifty five. Ended then, up in the college football playoff. Yeah, so that was that was definitely a turning point uh, of that season. What's uh, going to happen this time in Manhattan? Who knows what other kind of wackiness? Uh, but let's remember, uh, two years ago, uh, Rodney Anderson just absolutely took over the end of that game and uh helped the sooners pull that one off but uh should be an interesting trip to manhattan yet again the uh it's the best 
stadium atmosphere in the Big 12, Manhattan, I think. I think it's better than Norman, Stillwater, Austin, Lubbock, Morgantown, Ames, Waco, Fort Worth, and, of course, Lawrence. Oh, yes, Manhattan is the best in-stadium atmosphere. The crowd, yeah. the crowd's into it. It's a compact stadium, about 55,000. Always packed. They love their Wildcats. They stick with them through thick and thin. Um, they have a lot of cool traditions and nonsense they do. I think I think it's the best in-stadium. Now, I'm not talking about around the campus or tailgating or pregame, any of that. I'm talking about in the stadium, I think it's the best in the Big 12. Yeah. What, what, what would you? Who would you rank second? Oh... I would put mm, I'm I might go Norman second but I, not close to first closer I, to fifth than first I think yeah. Baylor's um, oh, I'm going to forget the name of it but that thing that they do with the students yeah it's the cool Baylor yeah, line. yeah I think that that's yeah. pretty cool when all the students come out and run out on the field and yeah that is pretty cool it is but I just Kansas State, Morgantown's good, um, Stillwater's good, Austin's good most of the time. Um, Tech's a little screwy. I think uh, they don't have the, <laughs> they don't have the greatest stadium. They're, they're, you're too far from the field, I think. But yeah. but anyway, which at that place might be a good thing. Some of probably the time. is a good thing. Manhattan's just wonderful. It's just a wonderful, wonderful environment for football. So it's not an easy place to play. But the Sooners have won there. Uh, every time they've gone since 1996, John Blake. Yeah, it's been a been a long, my entire long time. lifetime. There you go. Uh, K State has not won, and they. You know what? The truth is, they hadn't won a bunch there before you were born either. K State. Yeah, in the 90s, but before the 90s, you know, OU lost in Kansas. Let's think. Let me think about this. I think between 1945 and 19. 95, I think OU lost to Kansas State twice. 1969 and 1970. I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah. Here's the the crazy thing. Just looking through some of our coverage of the 2017 game uh, up there, the, the Rodney Anderson game, although Baker Mayfield also had a big game in that one. Um, I think Jenny Carlson wrote uh, for that Sunday's paper off the game that uh, just give Baker Mayfield the Heisman. Obviously they did just give Baker Mayfield the Heisman a few weeks later. But uh, there was a 30-minute, uh, about a 30-minute, 35-minute uh, delay after some lightning in the pregame uh, forced the teams off the field. But this this was interesting to me. Uh, this was that game in Manhattan in 2017 was OU's 14th consecutive true road game win, which was the longest such streak in the country. That streak hasn't ended yet. Well, there you go. I mean, obviously. What do we have to, what does that put them at now? 25 or so or yeah, it's uh, twenty six. Right, uh, right in that area. I was actually uh, yeah, less than that. Maybe twenty three or four. Twenty third. This would this would be twenty three. This would be twenty three. So it's been a great it's been a great run. Yeah, the the next longest currently is Clemson ten. Uh, third longest is six by Alabama. Now you got to put a little bit of an asterisk on it because OU Texas never play. In a true road environment, so that takes away right. a big barrier 
OU lost to Houston during that span. On a neutral, uh, on, 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 on a, away from campus. Oh yeah, away Not, from campus, but in Houston. Right. Um, but still an impressive mark. Yeah, and and you know when you look at Alabama, for ten years Alabama's best non-conference games have been played on a neutral field. So, you know that sort of counters like the OU Texas argument. Yeah. So um, no, I think it's very impressive what the Sooners have done. They've gone to. Uh, a lot of places, and uh, you know, here's all you need to know: they went to Columbus during this streak and won. Yeah, that's what they did. So, how about everybody just quit talking about uh, trying to strike it down? It's a phenomenal achievement. And on yeah. Lincoln Riley's second game as a head coach, that's right. That's exactly. Yeah, Lincoln Lincoln Riley is 11 and 0 in true road games as OU's head coach, but also Barry, they got a chance. This would, this would be 23, and then uh, let's see what. Uh, and they've got 24 could be at Baylor. If they're able to win Saturday, win at Baylor, and then the end of the season they play in, in Stillwater in Bedlam, that would be 25, which would tie um, the longest true road streak of the post-World War II era, which belongs to a guy named Bud Wilkinson at OU. Well, there you go. From 53 to 58. So then uh, the re- they could set the record in at uh, West Point. Correct. We got some. We got some stuff to look forward to here if they take care of business in Manhattan and Waco. Coming up with a lot of 2020 storylines <laughs> on the podcast today. I like their chances of winning in, in Manhattan. Yeah, I like their chance of winning Manhattan. We'll talk about Waco when Waco arrives. Yeah, but I still Kansas State. I don't can Kansas State match up athletically with them. I don't think I, they can. I, I don't think so. I think, um, and I'm actually writing about this later in the week. Oklahoma's offensive line, for all the you know gnashing of teeth. Uh, over them and and Barry, it's sort of the same thing with the defense, as you said. We're nitpicking with them, but for all the talk about the penalties and the rotating lineups and everything, this group still has helped OU be the number one rushing team in the Big Twelve. It still has helped OU to be the number one total offense in the country, and also has allowed the fewest amount of sacks uh, to a quarterback. Um, in the Big 12 by 50%. I mean, the the next one is double uh, what OU is allowed, but also Kansas State has the fewest amount of sacks in the league by a pretty significant margin as well. Well, OU, has, OU does a good job of pass protecting, but even if they didn't, it's not like you could sack Jalen Hurts. He runs around and throws, or he runs you know 15 yards downfield. So um, I've almost reached the point where I think I'd rush only two men two-man or three-man rush against Oklahoma. What would you do – we'll just continue on that theme, Barry, if you're okay with it. How would you defend C.D. Lamb and Oklahoma's passing attack as sort of well, tandem with I, I, I've been thinking about this a lot because I've spent a lot the last few NFL weekends thinking about it. I might run a – box and one or box and two <laughs> i might cover cd lamb and maybe rambo man to man and then everybody else plays zone and then rush two or three and just see what happens yeah i mean because teams have tried to take away ucla tried to take away cd lamb right and did and, and, and they did. Did. did they did but the the result of that was Charleston Rambo had a massive day and, right. and they, OU was able also able to run it pretty effectively um, teams have tried to just 
play man-to-man on each of those guys, and generally that's resulted in either C.D. Lamb, Charleston Rambo, or both having big days. It, here, it comes down to this. OU's ability to run is what makes it just impossible because you can figure out defenses to contain – Oh, sorry about that. I didn't turn off. <laughs> I didn't turn off. I didn't turn off my little uh, phone. Uh, you can contain defenses. That I mean, you can contain Jalen Hurts with certain defenses. Right. You can, you know, you can devise, devise pass defenses to sort of negate C.D. Lamb. But if you do that, they're going to hand the ball to Kennedy Brooks, and he's going to run for eleven yards. <laughs> And then they're going to hand the ball to Kennedy Brooks, and he's going to run for 11 yards. <laughs> and then they're going to hand the ball to Kennedy Brooks. And all of a sudden you're going to bring the safety up, <laughs> and then all of a sudden your great defense is no longer there. So that's the problem is that, oh, you can – oh, you literally can do it all. They can throw, their quarterback can run, and they got a big-time running game. Yeah. And so the question is how do you stop that? And the answer is you don't. Right. I mean, you don't. You don't stop it. I mean, the, the only hope of slowing down Oklahoma's offense is turning them over – um, which they haven't done the last uh, well, last just last week. We'll see, uh, you know, if that continues. But uh, turning them over, I think you got to be severe. I think it. you got to be extreme against OU. Yeah, two I mean, man, t- two man rush, or maybe a three. That's how Iowa State beat Baker in in right. Remember? Yeah, they did. They basically said, "We're not rushing you. You can stand back there and yeah, the, look all the day." Umbrella look that they went with, or sell out and just. Blitz the heck out of Jalen Hurts and hope, and hope you make him do a couple of dumb things, which he did against Texas. But you still had a big time offensive game. I think that's you can't play sort of a normal defense. You can't do that because they're going to carve you up. Yeah, but we'll see what Kansas State uh, does on Saturday when uh, when Oklahoma and the Wildcats face off in Manhattan. That is another eleven o'clock game, uh, Sooners fans. So get up nice and early for that. 11 a.m. on ABC this time, so at least a different network, but still the same time. Um, excuse me, sorry, I'm not able to talk right now. Uh, but we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you so much for listening to the Sooners Extra podcast from the Oklahoman. You can reach me uh, through email, R-A-B-E-R, at Oklahoman.com, or on Twitter, R-Y-A-B-E-R. Uh, Barry? Uh, all the normal places. You're going to have to tell them how to find me on Twitter because I did I messed this up last time I did it the other day. Is it uh, at Barry Trammell? Yes, right? it is at, at Barry Trammell. You got it right, Barry. Who would have known? B E R R Y. Although, if you want to reach Barry, let's be honest. Send him an email. Send me an email. Twitter. Call my cell phone. My cell phone's at the end of my column. Or I've in, been in the Norman phone book for forty years. If you can find your <laughs> find your hand, get your hands on a on a relic like the phone book. There I am. <laughs> All right, Abby. All right, uh, I'm on Twitter at at Abby underscore Bitterman, and my email is which I got made fun mm. of a lot for yesterday, but is a b i t t e r m a n <laughs> at Oklahoman dot com. Which, if you want to break it down in this way, could be broken down to. A bitter man at a, Oklahoman.com. A bitter man at Oklahoma. People have called me that before. A bitter man. Yeah, there's no question about that. Yeah, so. but if you if you try to email that, it'll go to me and not Barry. So just be clear on who Abby can forward it for you. But uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can check out our work every day at Oklahoman.com. Every morning in the Oklahoman for the best OU coverage anywhere. The Sooners Extra podcast is presented each week by Zaxby's taking chicken to a whole new level of flavor. 
Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. Thank you so much for joining us.